That's what I meant. Um, I meant season one. Uh, we did take a we did take a little bit of a break though. Come looking back, and I'm like, yeah, we did take a little bit of a break. Did you just plug your microphone in? No, why is it? What's going on? Oh, uh, I don't know. It just like the audio stream like really cleared up randomly there. Oh, does it sound better now? Yeah, it just got it just got really good out of nowhere. <laughs> kind of all right. Took me by surprise. I'm like, damn, so silky all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, silky smooth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sudden silkiness. That's the that's the title of the show right there. <laughs> Sudden silk. Sudden silkiness. <laughs> Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you've consumed it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt. With a little help from Casey Franco. Welcome to Season Nerd. Uh, we're back, and uh, we're back during what has been a, a crazy week of news and movies coming out. And uh, well, let's just let's just get into this uh, right off the bat because uh, this is going to be a lot of fun discussion on this week's episode. Um, I'm your host, Pacey Pete. Alongside always is Mr. Casey Franco. Sup? Very tired today for some reason, so we're going to have a super silky smooth episode <laughs> today. Oh, I'm telling you, man, that's totally. That's totally the name of the episode right there. It's totally the name. Um, silkiness. <laughs> clickbait right there. Um, and uh, joining us tonight uh, from the Flash Podcast, you've heard him on here before, uh, Mr. Andy B. Welcome back, Andy. Uh, thank you so much. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Uh, Thanks to, uh, to this Marachan instant lunch I got going here. Marachan instant lunch. Ah. Sounds tasty. Uh, it is. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so while Casey eats, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, so Matt's not here, obviously, as you can tell. So so no reactions this week. So let's just get down to the movies that are coming out this week. Uh, first up, we got uh, the Fantastic Four, which is uh, got a lot of uh, that yeah, more that. like more like craptastic four. Oh, no, no, I didn't. It didn't look good. It didn't. It didn't look good. And uh, I guess from what I've read, the whole movie seemed like a. Well, the actual article I read said it was a quote one hundred minute trailer. Ouch! That's what I want too. It was like I. Okay, so I've been going back and forth on this film for a while. I, I'm. I haven't seen it yet, and I don't know if I will. It's like the trailer. The second trailer that came out was the thing that made me more interested in it. But then, like. Usually, I don't let fan. I don't let uh, reviews from any critics get to me. Like before, I've seen the movie myself. Um, it's just b- the fact that I've been so busy for the past few weeks, that I- and I'm going to be busy for the next, you know, few weeks as well. So it's like I'm not going to have time to see it either way in an, in the near, in the, at least the next two months or whatever. So, but it's yeah, it's not really making me that jazzed to go see. I was never really jazzed from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that it yeah. just it didn't have that like wow factor to it. And I think people are pretty stale on. Just on origin stories in general these days. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what I think. You know, I was uh, listening to some reviews, and 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 that's what everyone said. It's pretty. It's pretty much uh, um, an origin story, which you know we've seen tons of origin stories. We're, we're I think just as 
you know, the comic book movie culture where they're at now, it's just kind of, it, it's like you said, Casey, it's stale. Um, people are very much in a, you know, show me now uh, uh, mentality. So that's why you have a lot of movies coming out that are going straight to, uh, you know, straight straight to the meat of the movie. And Fantastic Four uh, just wants to give you something completely different and new. And uh, sadly, it's sitting at 9% of the tomato meter, but it's, uh, I think... I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's like approaching Paul Blart territory, which is really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's in the red. Uh, it's in that red zone. It's, it's definitely in the red zone. That so, Paul Blart uh, danger area. Yeah. Oh God, yes. Um, so we'll see how how it does uh, box office wise. That's going to be the real um, the real test. And also, we got to remember too. Like, I think I think people are wondering if this completely tanks. If it's going to go back to Marvel, I don't. I know, I know that's what a lot of people think is going to happen. I don't think it's going to be as simple as, you know, as what happened with Spider-Man. Um, and also, Fox has, I think, a lot more leverage just because with Sony, when they screwed up Spider-Man, they really didn't have much to hang on to. Uh, and then they Marvel, got hacked. Exactly. And then, and then <laughs> see, I don't hacked. think people realize the Sony hacks happened, too. And that, I think I played a, a very big role in it. Whereas with Fox, hmm. they they have movies like, you know... X Men, which has been really successful ever since they've uh, turned things around, you you got Deadpool coming out. So I don't think this is going to be a thing where uh, the movie bombs and then automatically it just goes back to Marvel. Uh, because if you think about it, I mean, what would Marvel do with Fantastic Four? They already have an ensemble well, movie like Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, uh, Avengers well, is an ensemble movie in itself. So, well, here's what, what they need. Here's what I think. You know, I think we know. I think we're seeing, starting to see what what the main problem is with the Fantastic Four, and that any Hollywood um, writer or director doesn't doesn't seem to like that is not from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Doesn't seem to know how to adapt them, like just from the simple pages on the comic. But I think also is the fact that I I think Fantastic Four is. Look, Hulk fans don't hate me because I would love to see a Hulk movie, <laughs> but I think, like the Hulk in the cinematic universe, I think the Fantastic Four works better in smaller doses. Instead of like instead mm -hmm. of having a leading film, I think these characters would work better as supporting characters. And that's not mm. to say that they're less worthy of having their own comic series or their own maybe their own TV show or their own film or whatever. But I think that. What could maybe work in the bigger, in the longer term, if you make them just fucking supporting characters instead of like, you know, here's the, and Pete, you're absolutely right. People keep saying that, you know, and I, I've been joking too, you know, yeah, it's going to go back to Marvel like, like that, like a flash. But the thing is, they had, like with, for example, with Daredevil, they had a certain year when they had to, like, you know, it was a, there was a, how to say, deadline, like, you know, they, the, the rights were going to expire if they had not produced a Daredevil movie by, I think, 2012 or something. And, you know, Fox tried, but then the director dropped out or there was something like that. And then they just decided, to, you know, it's not worth it. Let's just let them revert back. So what may happen is that if they try, like, if they try and do a sequel, which, you know, if this movie is bombing in the box office and they're still trying to do a sequel, then that's commitment. But I feel like at some point they're either gonna revert back in a few years, maybe. Let's see, Daredevil one. The, the, the Daredevil movie came back out in two thousand three, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that, yeah. And the rights went back in 2010 or something. In 2012 yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it means that so it means that they may have like five or something plus five plus years to try and do another Fantastic Four movie. Uh, but what may be wor- more worth it in the end is if they, you know, do you sp- you know do you spend two hundred million you know like two hundred million dollars at you know doing another film that you don't know is going to succeed or you, do you like just let them go back to Marvel or whatever? No, that's a good question. I mean, it's it's really on Fox and what they want to do with it and. Uh, and and whatever future plans they have with them, as far as uh, possibly crossing over with you know X Men characters or or you know um, even Deadpool, because it's all under Fox's umbrella, so they can do what they want with it. So it'll be interesting to see, um, especially after this weekend, what uh, what happens next. Uh, so uh, okay, so moving on, um, the rest of the movies out this week: uh, The Gift, uh, that's at ninety one percent. Is it a millimeter? Is it a pony? I, you know what? It's a small box, though. So What's I, in the box, it, Pete? <laughs> it's, maybe it's a small pony in the box. Okay. I don't know. All right. I'm going to take your word on that. I'm going to be maybe very one of those, like, Christmas I'm clearly missing, clear missing a reference here. <laughs> no. Have you seen the trailers for The Gift? Like, the big deal is what's in the box. Wait, it's really? Just, like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Are you serious right yeah. now? No Are you idea. serious right now? Oh, my <laughs> God. That's, that's too funny because that's, assume. like, their... That's their marketing play right now. Is like, what's that's in the box? That's their mojo. In the box. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, it could also come in a bag, though. That's the thing. Gifts come in all sorts of, of packages. It doesn't have to be a box. Well, the best gifts are gift, gift cards, though. Right, so yeah. Would- the gift could be an Amazon gift card <laughs> delivered via drone. Oh, Suddenly man. That would be- <laughs> we just took this to a whole other level. I like that. Um, uh, let's see. Next up. Sean and the Sheep, that's at 99% on the tomato meter. And uh, Ricky and the Flash at 59%. So. Uh, is, that, uh, is that the Flash that I'm thinking of, or is that a different Flash? <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> wish. Like, you, no. I'm going to be honest. When I heard a title for the first time, like I think like a few months ago, I honestly thought it was a reference to Rick Cosnett and something with the Flash. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but, and then I was like, no, this has Meryl Streep in it. Oh. That's funny, Andy. That that actually makes me that actually makes me think of a picture. I got to send it to you. I'm, I'm, you might have even seen it. It's a picture of, of Rick Cosman. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. It's not like Okay, okay. I'll just send it to you. I'll let you. I, I, I won't. I won't spoil it. But it's it's funny. I'll actually tweet it out so everyone can see it because it's it's pretty hilarious. I think you'd get a good kick out of it. Um, Wait, right, does so Meryl Streep play a rock star in this? She does. What she the does. fuck? No, she, no. She she actually plays. Um, Zoom in the second season of Light <laughs> Oh man, Meryl Streep on on uh, the Flash's Zoom. Oh man, that would be <laughs> that would that would be one of the funniest podcast experiences <laughs> ever for me. It's like oh, so oh. on this week's episode of the Flash, we're going to talk about Meryl Streep's first episode <laughs> in the DC TV universe. Oh man, eat your heart out, Marvel. That would be great. <laughs> right, and her her bake um, her bake off, Barry. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Blu-ray this week we got uh, Insurgent, uh, True Story, Far from the Maddening Crowd, and Child Forty Four. So that's what's out on Blu-ray this week. I don't remember uh, a single one of the forty-three other children. It's the weird part. Well, that's why you got to make you got to write it down, Case. That's why I give you. Oh posters. damn it! Yeah, I, I you, you got to use those. See, that was that was my stocking stuff for you last year. You <laughs> still haven't used it. So that's what's uh, in the gift. Yes. <laughs> Post-its. Post-its. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh boy. Um, no. All right. So uh, that's what's out on Blu-ray and uh, movie theaters. Go check them out. Um, next up is Casey's Rundown. Oh, hey, just in time for my neighbor to start doing her dishes. All right. <laughs> that will, oh, man. That, that was, will that's suffice. I mean. That's that sufficing as the sound effect opening for this segment right now. Okay. <laughs> so first up, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer actress uh, Eliza Dushku. Dushku? I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Uh, but she was I just, I just say Eliza Dushku. Dushku? Okay. Her, uh, she was forced out of her Pittsburgh hotel room. Uh, that she was using to, she was staying in for about a month, two months Nuh-uh. actually, filming for yeah, filming for one of her movies, and uh, she was forced out of it by One Direction, who came into town and rented out the entire floor. So oh, those uh, fucking those fucking mother. Never mind. <laughs> I won't tell you. I won't tell you what to think, but uh, hopefully you're not they're, staying in a hotel if, if One Direction comes into town. Although you can't blame Zane. Zane is not uh, not associated. Casey, Casey, the fact that you know one of the names I of just, them, Harry, like, give me one of your, give Harry, one of your man card, Harry cards. Zane, Harry Zane, uh, uh, Troy, and free. give me free cards, and uh, Gustavo, I believe is the is the hand one. me hand me all, give me all of your fucking man cards <laughs> right now. Checks in the mail. All right, second up, uh, Colin Farrell, hate him or love him, was cast in a Harry. Potter spinoff called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I don't know if you guys have heard anything about this upcoming spinoff, but I, for one, am pretty excited for it. It looks like it has a really good cast. Eddie Redmayne and um, I think the actress got um, the lead actress just got cast a few days ago or something. Mm, probably. I'm inclined to believe you. So much for our news guy, Casey. Hey, I, I don't really pay much attention to this. All right. So. Well, you, you would be a great news anchor, like, for reals. I, hey, I can read the hell out of a teleprompter. All right. Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, Game of Thrones has casted Max von Sydow. Uh, again, not sure how to pronounce this man's last name. Uh, Max von Sydow as the three-eyed raven for season six. Now, if Matt was here, he could tell you the significance of the three-eyed raven. <laughs> I believe it's the person who speaks to Bran and gives him his supernatural powers uh, because right. there's a literal three-eyed raven that has been uh, appearing to oh. Bran. Trying so to connect those, those dots. I didn't even think about that. Good point. Really? You didn't think about the, the only other three-eyed raven in the show? <laughs> I'm not in Game of Thrones mode. <laughs> K- K- Casey, you don't get to get, get Casey, you don't get get to give him crap. You just <laughs> named all the One Direction no, pussies. Like, no, yeah, don't Gustavo, even. yeah, Gustavo and Troy and Zane and Harry. Yeah, of course, of course, I know them. They're a cultural phenomenon. They're the Beatles of our generation. Of course, I know who they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is great. Hey, next, <laughs> hey, next up. Uh, some trailers that came out recently. Uh, Zoolander 2. Pete, I know you're excited for that. Yes, and, I'm so excited about really, really, really? This is the first... Yeah, there we go. It was like, Zoolander 2? Like, who the fuck cares? We should have started with a Deadpool trailer. I care a lot. I care a lot about yeah, Zoolander well, yeah, 2. Yeah, well, you're not a man anymore because people you died, need all man. the wonders. People, people died of black lung and freak gasoline fight accidents. Show some respect. <laughs> Look, Zoolander 2 is coming out. The trailer, the trailer, which showed absolutely nothing except Derek Zoolander being an idiot, was just perfectly done. And you done, know what? So. I am perfectly okay with that. 
Because it yes. did. It gave nothing about the movie away, and it, <laughs> it totally is. got me into the Zoolander like mindset, where he just says totally asinine things back to. Oh back. my gosh, dude! That just. I mean, when they were like trying to, you know, like Zoolander. 200- Zoolander, I, I? <laughs> no, those are Roman numerals. <laughs> but I'm not Italian. I'm not oh, God, that was just... I do got to give him props for, for making that connection, though, from Rome to Italy. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised he even knew that. So Good on you, Zoolander. He's Although, grown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deadpool, though, I am also very excited for. Yeah, that, that trailer looked pretty awesome. Although I, although I would say this... Uh, so um, I think a, a couple weeks ago we were talking about uh, the trailers for like Batman v Superman and Super- Suicide Squad, um, and I mentioned how they're on demand. Well, they put the Deadpool uh, trailer on demand, but it's the regular like you know all family friendly can watch it trailer. It's not the Red Band trailer. That's the trailer you want to watch, uh, which disappointed me because on the on demand trailers that they give you, at least through my Comcast, mm-hmm. the Red Band trailer for the Seth Rogen, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt uh, movie, Christmas movie. Um, uh, I can't remember the, the name of the movie. I but can't help you here. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. But the, the Red Band trailer for that is on demand. So I'm like, get your crap together. Let me see my Deadpool Red Band trailer <laughs> on my TV. Let me so. see my Deadpool. See, people, yeah. people who don't know what Deadpool represents don't. They're not coming at this with enough respect, I don't think. You have to respect the fact that Deadpool has an R-rated, it has an R rating, it's got a pretty good cast, and it's looking like it's going to hit the mark for what it's setting out for. I, yeah. I, I think it's going to be pretty true to form. I'm really excited for this, actually. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's uh, next February, I believe. So uh, we get that before Man of, uh, Man, uh, Man of Steel 2. Uh, Batman v Superman, so I'm, I'm stoked about it. And it looks good, and I think... Ryan Reynolds is going to be great. So, <laughs> all right, and uh, and last up, uh, believe it. Hey, was... yes, I want to give my thoughts on this fucking trader. Give your thoughts. <laughs> give all of your thoughts. Drop them out. <laughs> you, Katie, you suck. It gives me a chance uh, <laughs> to read the next article. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, good. Do your research. Um, this trader was, it was, I can't believe this is going to be a, a superhero movie. It, it's. It was phenomenal. I I loved like I rewatched it so many times, and it's <laughs> it it no I'm I was gushing about it afterwards, and and it's you know I'm 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 really happy for for Ryan Reynolds really because I'm you know despite his jokes about you know Green Lantern in the trailer and so on, you know, even though I did, I couldn't help but laugh a little bit. I you know this is clear a genre that he is a big fan of. Um, and he wants to be part of it, and so I'm glad he. And you know, so he, he's getting to play that character that he's he's perfect for it. So it's yeah, it made it made me happy. It was cool seeing. Um, it was cool seeing some of the new characters that we haven't really seen a lot. Uh, it was I don't know really how to feel about Colossus, but you know, like you know, yes, he's well, he's big and bigger now, but it's like, are they just going to use him as like you know? You know, ca- you know, candy arms. Because if they do, I am sort of okay and not okay with it. But um, but shallow shallowness, um, but shallow Andy aside, um, I can't wait for February. I think it's going to be like it's great to see that you know we're getting a different type of superhero movie. Yeah, it's it's going to be very very cool and very different. Just like you said, Andy. 
Uh, okay, and lastly, uh, last night John Stewart uh, had his final episode of The Daily Show, and uh, it was sad. We're sad to see him go. Uh, he's been on the air for 16 years, and in that time he's managed to to garner a more respectable viewership than some of the other uh, 24-hour news stations I could name off. Uh, yeah, he's... And- Hey, Casey, name name off some of that, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, just uh, off the <laughs> mm-hmm. top of my head, Fox News, uh, CNN, MSNBC. Uh, I could go on, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he became very close to uh, a very young generation of people who want to be interested in news, but don't really like the talking head uh, way that that news goes about delivering itself. And his. His position as a satirist uh, allowed him to get, I, allowed him to take some really unique journalistic standpoints. I think on some really like deep issues that other stations have to be have to be purely objective on or uh, or fair and balanced, quote unquote, as you could say. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, it's uh, it's sad to see him go, and uh, he will be missed. Although I am excited for Trevor Noah to to take over, I expect good things from him. Uh, the actual news portion of this is that on his last day on air, uh, John Stewart was able to raise 2.2 million uh, in a collaboration with the New York Collaborates for Autism, uh, and wow, so he raised two million two hundred thirty-five thousand five hundred twenty dollars to be exact, and. Uh, it's really cool to see that he is he was able to do a lot of good even with his last episode. So uh so Yeah, that's 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 really cool. Um I, I have it on my DVR. I'm actually gonna watch that tonight. I didn't get a chance to watch it live like I'd hoped to. But um no, it's uh it's it's cool. You know, it's gonna he's definitely gonna be missed. Uh I remember when he first came on, um you know, I think the guy before him, I, I could be completely wrong on this, but I think I think it was Craig Kilborn, but I could be completely wrong on that. Um, but uh, he was—he wasn't bad. Uh, but I remember when he switched over to John Stewart, and it was just something very different. And he was funny, and just the way he approached news uh, was something that entertained me more than turning on the five o'clock news. Uh, and, uh, and and then the correspondence that followed—you know—you have Stephen Colbert, Ed Helms. I mean, that's where yeah. these guys started, and and it's yeah. It's, it's awesome. I mean, look at look at where these guys are at now. Um, it just speaks to how well that tree is. That the tree is that that John Stewart grew there at at Comedy Central, and um, and yeah, I was watching a, a somebody on my Facebook today posted an, uh, an he he did an episode of Crossfire on CNN. Oh, where I, he he I just <laughs> oh he just totally owns the guys on there, and it's just it's hilarious, uh, and it's just. So good. If you get a chance, just Google Crossfire and John Stewart, and and trust me, you're gonna laugh uh, the whole the whole way through. It's so good. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's um, it's it's sad that the curtains have closed on his show. But uh, like you said, Trevor Noah's gonna be there, so it's gonna be interesting to see what he brings to uh, the Daily Show. Yeah. So. To- well, he's already he's already left uh, get, get, left me a bad taste in my mouth. You know, like like the same week he got announced as a new host or whatever, he was like. I don't remember what t- the, the tweets were, but I remember like that he tweeted some really offensive oh, things. And like, you know, uh, what is this joke? I, I I do remember that. It was it wasn't stuff that he had tweeted recently. It was things pretty far back on his on his tweet list. But I mean, there's a certain level of forgiveness you have to give to a comedian. I believe I, I probably shouldn't make blanket statements before actually reading what the tweets are. But he is a comedian. You have to keep that in mind. I know, but it was he did, but he didn't. Even, 
didn't he give some response to the people who were criticizing him? Um, I, I just remember, I, like, I, rem- I just remember being feeling, you know, pretty like irritated by it, and so I, and it, you know, it's been such a long time, so you know, maybe you know, I, you know, I just remember, like, I, I, I was not impressed by what I saw in the beginning, and I am, um, and you know, I will be honest, you know, I didn't get into you know the Daily Show until like you know, uh, months ago. Uh, I, you know, I, I haven't been around it for you know like three years or whatever, you know, watching like maybe since last year or something. Um, but you know, I remember you know feeling that. You know, it's interesting. You know, I, I just put on the you know, the Daily Show just to have a good laugh, um, because he's so funny and stuff like that. But it's also interesting just to, because as you know, as a nerd or whatever, you know, I don't really pay that much attention to what's actually going on in the fucking real world, um, <laughs> which is which is it's horrible. It's horrible that I'm saying that, but it's, um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure, sure you're not the only know, person, Andy. <laughs> yeah, sure no, but you know, 16, 16 years. You know, that's a long time. You know, I'm. You know, he's. You know, he you know he's not going anywhere yet. He's going to be doing other things, I think. Mm, I would, I would assume so. He's still a he's still a uh, practicing comedian. <laughs> I don't know if they're they practice <laughs> practicing comedian. Uh, well, if he's pract- if he's practicing, then you know, he's a very his, good one. Has not got his comedian license revoked yet. <laughs> uh, it says uh, from what I'm reading, I guess there was uh, he was his old tweets were accused of anti-Semitism and sexism. Uh, but I mean, I don't know the, I don't know the culture he's from. I don't know where he's been as a comedian. Uh, so I'd still have to look into it. And, uh, and if we're all in and all done on that strange generic note, that's going to do it for the end of the entertainment, whatever. Actual with actual oh, that was, that was very well done, Casey. Like Man pod revoked. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Um, all right, well, yeah, thank you. For that, I, I, ne- I never, I, I never want to hear One Direction ever again on this show. <laughs> it's like I, I know I'm not even the producer on this show, but it's like Pete, you, you need to ban <laughs> that word. Listen, man, they made the best song ever. Uh, do you even like? Does that even register? They made don't, the best. Don't, don't you song. even? Don't you even? <laughs> it's so good. They call the song. The sh- I will leave <laughs> this recording. Song. Okay. Ever. All right. Thanks for that to that uh, news, Casey. Uh, well done, as always, and really enjoyed the sound effect. We got to have more of that stuff. Thanks. More, yeah, uh, that's, more uh, that's what makes you beautiful. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get going, get going here. Okay. Um. All right. So just a, a few things on the comic book uh, news front. We're actually gonna get to some of the the flash stuff in the discussion with Andy here in a little bit. But let me touch on a few things. One thing that just popped up uh, today. Uh, actually, yeah, today uh, was a rumor of the Batman. Um, ben Affleck's Batman is not going to be just a solo movie when it uh, hits, and I believe 2018. It's going to be uh, Warner Brothers is so impressed by his performance uh, in Batman v Superman that they want him to do a trilogy of films. Uh, now, remember, this is just a rumor, uh, but Warner Brothers apparently but a very saw believable a, one. Yeah, I could definitely see that, um, but. Warner Brothers saw uh, a unfinished cut of the movie, uh, Batman v Superman, and they enjoyed it so much that they gave uh, Zack Snyder uh, a standing ovation. And, uh, and they're just, they wanted to keep Ben Affleck around and uh, have the DC uh, universe revolve around him, which doesn't surprise me at all. So, uh, like I said, it's a rumor, uh, one that I, we can definitely believe, but until, uh, until we're fully confirmed on that, we'll just kind of leave it at that. So... 
that'll definitely be interesting. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of seeing? I mean, originally Ben Affleck was going to be in just one Batman movie. So, what do you guys think of seeing mm-hmm. him for more uh, than? One I was Batman? I was under the impression that he was already going to be in a trilogy. I had just assumed to be perfectly oh, okay. honest. Yeah, and I'm echoing that uh, because I'm like, when you get so- look, this cinematic universe, you know, they want to keep this running as long as they can, and and uh, you know, they want to, you know, they, they want to do what Marvel is doing. So, of course, you know, whatever actor is signing on for these roles, you know, they're gonna, it's you know, it's you can you can pretty much guess that it is at least for a trilogy of um, of that character's film series, and then at least maybe um, three Justice League films. Um, so I, you know, I think that you know, that I think we knew that from the beginning, at least with Ben Affleck. Uh, I know that you know Aquaman. I know Jason Momoa. He has like one Aquaman movie, one Justice League movie, and then you know the Batman vs Superman film. But the, but you know, you know, it's gonna get extended and, re- and re- renewed. So it is. I, I'm just um, I I'm I'm excited to see it. If, if Warner Brothers is this uh, confident, um, then I I totally believe that they can get it done. Uh, I just know that he's assigned to other, pro- or he's attached to other projects. That I wonder if we're going to get pushed back. Or I know there's one movie in particular. I can't remember the title of it as at this moment. But there was one that he was wanting to do <clears throat> after he got done with Batman v Superman uh, before JLA started shooting. Because I believe uh, they're talking about shooting, prin- starting principal pr- photography on that next year. Uh, so, so we'll see. Um, uh, so let's see. Moving on to uh, next piece of comic book news. Uh, we all love Agent Carter. Uh, we're all looking forward to uh, the season two, and uh, the main villain has been cast, uh, Med- Madame Mosk. Am I saying that right? Um, I, I I don't know if you're saying it right, but I don't know if um, I don't know if she's been cast. I think they announced that she's. Oh, I'm being sorry. I'm sorry. Well, she's been Thank cast, you. but we won't. But we won't. Um, find out for a good while because they're like yeah because Marvel likes to keep secrets <laughs> no no you're right you're right thank you I, I, I'm glad you corrected me on that because you're right she just was announced as the villain um, and like you said they, she could have been cast already but we don't know so. no you're, no, you're right she's been cast they, I think I read the quote from Tara oh. Butters where she it was like oh she's, she's been cast I just can't uh, say shit yet gotcha okay you know I, I was just looking at that right now and it did say that Exactly what we just said. So, all right. <laughs> um, all right. So, from that, actually, I want to move on to the Flash stuff from here because there was a piece of news I did want to read, but I wanted to talk to uh, Andy about this because, you know, he is our resident Flash expert. And so, uh, I wanted to get Hello. your uh, <laughs> wanted to get your <laughs> thoughts on this. Um, uh, there's talk of, what is it, uh, Earth 2 might appear on The Flash sooner than fans might think next season. Um, have you heard about that, and what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, well, we've known you know, since Comic-Con that you're, they're introducing this whole idea of Earth 2 and multiverse and so on, and it doesn't sh- surprise me at all, you know, with the casting of Jay Garrick, that, you know, I, I, I kind of assume that everyone realized at this point, you know, yeah, you're probably going to see Earth 2, the concept being introduced in the season premiere. Uh, but, uh, but look, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't go, I don't get snarky when it comes to the flight. I love the flight and so on. You know, whatever comes, you know, if it comes early or if it comes later, you know, I'm happy about it. So, and uh, no, but I think it's good, you know, kind of give, you know, let's start from the, from the get-go uh, of the second season and kind of give everyone an idea what, um, you know, what it is. And um, as we slowly start building up this whole idea of multiverses, where there are multiple 
dimensions of you know you know there are different Barry Allen's out there, there are different Cisco Ramones out there, and so on and so on. Now, um, speaking of of you know new characters, uh, there was a new character cast just what a day ago or two days ago. Um, Wally West has been cast. Uh, Andy, do you want to talk uh, about the actor? And I, I know, well, actually, no, I, I know you really want to talk about the casting of Wally West. So uh, take it away. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. It's um, Cena Nerd is getting, okay, not to be a deal, but it's like, Cena Nerd is getting my my first thoughts on the casting of Wally West on air of, of anything because the, the piece of the, the news came out literally like. 30 minutes before I was supposed to release this week's episode of the Flash podcast. So I had to I had to delay them the blog post for like two hours and so on. Just so you know the website could just be dedicated to Wally for a bit. Uh, but so an actor named Kanan Lonsdale, I, I don't know how to say his name, but he's from the Insurgent film series. And you know, he's been cast as uh, as Wally West, uh, who is one of the most beloved speedsters in the DC universe, a huge fan favorite, and um, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be sh- showing up on the show, and he's going to be a serious regular. So, um, I'll be honest, I have not seen this kid in anything. Uh, all I know is that he is in his twenties, and that he's very, he looks very adorable, and that, um, and I, you know, there's been a lot of support already for for this edition, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm really stoked to, to see what he does. Uh, I'm. No, I'm I'm happy with this guy. I feel confident about the you know David Rappaport, who is the casting director of Arrow, Flash, Legends, and Supergirl. You know, I haven't been I have not been disappointed with any of his castings so far. Like he, you know, since 2012, he's been doing you know with the Steve Superheroes. He's been doing great work, and um, and you know, and I believe he, you know, that this is um, I, I I believe he he has picked the right Wally, and um, and there's still a lot of questions in terms of. Is Wally going to be a nephew to Iris, like in the comic books, or if he's going to be, you know, maybe something else? Like, you know, they're still going to be family, but what in what way? Because, you know, could she, you know, she's like, what, 24, 25 years old, and he's like supposed to be 16 or something. So I, I don't think they're going to nephew, aunt, aunt, uh, aunt um, but I think he, I think he's going to be her little brother that she, that's been living with them. Um, Mama West, but uh, no, but I'm stoked. I'm, you know, Wally is, you know, I look, I love, you know, since, you know, getting, you know, be, you know, doing Flash Pie together, you know, getting to know the of Barry Allen. Barry is my, like, he is my favorite Flash. Um, I knew Wally because of the animated shows, and I love Wally still, but Barry is, they're tied in my, in, in my opinion, but I'm, I'm stoked about it. I'm glad it, you know, that he's finally coming to live action and that he's, you know, he's, can you believe that this season of Flash, we're, we're going to see Jay Garrick, Barry Allen, and Wally West all together on screen. And and then whoop they do then the season two finale introduces Bar Allen. I'm like, holy shit, my nerdgasm <laughs> is on fire right now. And, no, but I'm I'm stoked. I'm really stoked. I'm excited to get to see this new, you know, this actor, to see what he brings to, you know, a very iconic role and uh, I look forward to seeing working with you know with Barry and you know and Iris, uh, especially with Iris because of their family bond and and I, I'm I'm praising it. I'm 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 super excited. I'm glad that we you know that we you know that we got to find out so soon because I thought they were maybe dropping this at maybe the TCA, um, the Television Creators Association that is going on right now in New York, I think, and CW is doing their thing next week. So I thought maybe we would get it there, but no, they 
um, David Rappaport and the CW are like, no, let's just make everyone freaking geek out like crazy and uh, get excited. Um, no, I'm stoked. I'm really stoked. Um, now, can you explain to our audience, not, not everyone knows who Wally West is, um, especially seeing him cast and, and who, he, who the actor is going to play now. Can you give, give our audience like a really quick, brief uh, description of of who this guy is and, and what his connection with Barry Allen is in in the Flash universe. Sure. Okay. So in the in the comics, he is um, he is he is like the he is the third speedster. Like you know, Jay Garrick and then Barry Allen, uh, Jay Garrick, then Barry Allen, then Wally West. Wally West and was a sidekick at, to to Barry. He was Kid Flash, and then at one point. Not to spoil too much, he, you know, Wally does become the Flash himself, and uh, he yeah, he was the Flash for a very long time, and um, and he was recently introduced in the New Fifty Two, um, which is not called New Fifty Two anymore, but like you know, the current comic canon, he was reintroduced um, into the DC universe again. Okay, cool. Thank you for that. Um, is, now, what do you enough? think of? No, no, that's, I mean, what, I mean, do you think that's enough? Do you think you should expand? I mean, it's up to you. I, I don't really, I, there's so much, and, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things I do know about him, but like, I don't, I could, I could go on forever, and so, and I, I don't, like, I don't, you know, when I start talking about the Flash, it can go on forever, so. Um, <laughs> okay, well, then let me ask you this. Uh, what do you think of the casting of the characters for uh, Jay Garrick and Hawk, uh, well, actually, uh, We'll get the Hawkman in a little bit, but um, uh, Jay Garrick, because I haven't talked Jay to you Garrick, in a while. Um, so. uh, yeah, you just ditched me at Comic Con, and you're like, "Yeah, I only have badges for one day, <laughs> so I can't be what? with you." Uh, um, <laughs> I um, was for, for Jay. Day. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you know, get, get better excuses. So Jay, okay, so I'll be honest, Teddy Sears, who's gonna, who's from Masters of Sex, I think he, I'm not familiar with him, but. He looks like a you know he looks like a some like a someone that could be a good Jay you know he's he's going to be a little bit more of a gruffer Flash uh, and he's coming from Earth. I think he's he's you know definitely coming from Earth too I think that's pretty safe to say and um, I know that he you know, originally in the you know in the old school comics Jay is a lot older than um, than Barry and so he's you know like he he you know he's an older man and whatnot but you know in the in the the co- current version of the comics, you know, he's on Earth too, and he's a it's a younger Jay Garrick, and I'm fine with that as long as we just get the classic Flash, you know, Jay Garrick costume. I'm good uh, with whatever age he is. Um, no, but I'm stoked. I think it's great. You know, I think Jay is going to be a very interesting player to, for, for for non-Flash fans to see. You know, um, because they're you know they, they the Flash family is very unique. I think after the events of the season finale. Uh, the flash, you know, I think Barry is going to need some role models around himself. Yeah, it's it's. Um, what do you think of all these characters being cast? Case, I mean, do you think it's, uh, do you think it's it's too much, or do you think they'll find a good balance um, on how to how to keep them all? Uh, I guess maintain the consistency from they had from season one. I, I'm not really concerned about it. I mean, I've been I've I, as a non comic book reader, I have been so pleasantly surprised with the Flash and its consistent quality that I really don't have I don't really have many concerns about this. I will say that I've I have like done my research on this new season and then like Wally West and and Jay Garrick and all them and 
one of the biggest concerns I have, one of the actually one of the only concerns I have, if you could even call it a concern, is the the reasons that bring about Wally West and him becoming Kid Flash. Uh, I don't know if they'll go into that or if they'll change the canon for TV. That I guess would be my biggest, not concern. I call it an excitement. I'm excited to see how they incorporate Wally West into the story. What do you think of that, Andy? That um, about Casey being concerned about them, whether or not they will do him as Kid Flash. Yeah. You know, look, here's here's the thing we have to remember. Here, if you don't, to anyone who's watching Arrow and the Flash, and you know, is getting ready to Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow and so, and doesn't know much about the showrunners behind these shows. Andrew Kreisberg, Mark Guggenheim, and Greg Belanti, and Jeff Johns, and all these other these people—they are—they're not just TV producers or TV showrunners. What they are, geeks like us. You know, Andrew Kreisberg for many years wrote the Green Arrow, Black Canary comic, and Mark Guggenheim is with you know he's written some Flash comics as well, and so on. Greg Belanti is you know a huge comic book fan, and so on. They love. Bring you know, bring in some iconic storylines, and you know, adapting, and you know, you know, sh- you know, showing a lot of c- cool things from the canon and so on. But but also doing their own take on it, and making it work for television and stuff like that. So, is Wally p- going to become Wally Wes? I-, I definitely think he will, but I don't think it's going to be this this upcoming season. Maybe not even in the third season, but I think that they're going to build up to it and. Uh, and I think you know I I don't think it's gonna be unnatural. I think it's gonna work, pr- you know. Like when he does become Kid Flash, I mean, it's you know the way he becomes Kid Flash. You know, it's not gonna be too difficult to understand. I think it's um, I I, I think it, I don't see why it would not work. So I don't really get the concern you have, KZ, unless you're thinking that it would be too much to have too many speeders on the same show. Well, I mean that that is another concern of mine. I I, I guess now that you bring it up. It does kind of dilute the specialness that comes with having Barry's powers if you suddenly introduce four others, including a possible return of Eobard Thawne. Uh, well, that's the world of Flash. You know, in the comic books, there is, you know, you know, in the comics, there is, you know, multiple species that has gone by the name right. of Flash. So it's, you know, and it's worked for over 70 years. So right. But it's, it's in, not an issue. It's worked in comic book form. I'm wondering how it'll translate to a TV show and any potential, like, oversaturation that may come from all these people having very similar powers. I, I just well, want to see how, how they'll tackle it. I think what will happen is that I don't, I don't think it's going to become a saturation. I think what will happen is that, you know, if they have, let's say they have both Jake Eric. Wally West, Barry Allen, all around, you know, in this in this continuity and so on. I think what's going to happen is that that they're going to spread them out a little bit. You know, let's say that this Titans TV show happens on TNT, and you know, TNT and CW they can work out a deal where they can be in the same universe and they can do cross and stuff like that. I see them sending Wally Wally over to, to Titans. Bart could maybe be. Maybe he could, you know, make a visit to Supergirl and, you know, maybe, you know, like, hey, how cool would it be if they did like um, limited Justice Society America series of Jay Garrick? Whatever. Like, you know, I I think what look and this is just pure speculation. You know, I don't want any emails or tweets. People asking me, what do you know? What do you know? I don't know anything. I could easily see these producers like sitting out and putting you know, placing seeds within this TV show of having these speedsters 
being on other shows and so on, so that you know that it doesn't feel crowded. Uh, even though Flash comic book series has, you know, it's worked by having multiple speakers in the same same run and whatnot. But I think that they're going to spread them out on these shows. Like maybe a speaker will join Legends of Tomorrow, and one speaker will join Titans if that happens, and if it's able to do a crossover. And yeah, I I, I don't I don't think you have anything to worry about. I think that they're going to take you know. I trust these showrunners, and I, 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 um, I, I, I love what they're doing, and I, I have all the faith in the world that, that they're going to do a fantastic job. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, I didn't consider the, I didn't consider a lot of those points. Yeah, so I mean, I, like I said, well, I, that, that's I, why I'm, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I have total confidence in how they're going to sort it out. I'm just excited to see how they'll sort it out. <laughs> um, good discussion, guys. Uh, now I wanted to. Uh, Ask you, Andy. Now, moving on from from this to uh, the other casting, which was of Hawkman. What do you think of, of that, and how he's his part's going to be uh, in Legends of Tomorrow? And, and um, you know, obviously, we know the Hawkman and Hawk Girl go together, uh, and just do they? As, I, I, I what gave it away? <laughs> what's that? Sorry, sorry. That was that was way too sassy. No, I said what gave what <laughs> no gave it thing. away that they were no such thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I mean, what do you what, what do you think of his his inc- inclusion in the show? Because um, I wasn't even sure if they had planned to include him at all, uh, and and now they're now he is going to be on the show. What do you what do you think of of his him on the show now? Yeah, I remember. You know, I was at the panel when they announced that, and I was I had a feeling that maybe they would introduce him, like we would see him or hear about him, um. So like when they announced it, I was both shocked, but at the same time, I was like, "This makes a lot of sense." Um, I like Hawkman a lot. I liked him on when he was on Smallville, and um, the only thing that I'm slightly concerned about is the fact that, you know, is he is he gonna overshine Hawk Girl? Because I, you know, a lot of people been you know, there's still you know, with the casting of him, people are not. It's not like people are less excited about Hawkgirl. I think people are, you know, as are maybe even more excited now for Hawkgirl. The thing was just that they they have to bring him in the, in the first season. Um, you know, I would have almost, you know, like, like I said, this is just me, you know, like saying that what you know what I could, you know, what could have been done instead. Even though we haven't seen the show yet, um, and to me, it was just I. Figured that maybe you know it would be better to introduce him in, in the second season uh, when you know they established you know this hot girl and you know like this idea of you know Fengari and you know and whatever and reincarnation and all those things, but um, no, but I'm you know like I you know look the more DC characters we can get on television and on the big screen you know the the merrier and, and you know I this actor Dave Cast like I I've only seen him in one episode of Age of Shield where he played. Like he played uh, like a second generation of Whiplash, I think, or something. Um, based on and he was like the second, he was similar to that the character in um, in Iron Man Two, from what I understood. But I could be wrong. Uh, so like I didn't get a much, I didn't get a big sense of his acting abilities. But like I, like I said, I I I trust David, and uh, and uh, it will be interesting to see how how they're playing out with the Hawk dynamic on these shows because he's going to be introduced in during. The, Event, so which I'm very excited about, um, but uh, no, but I think it's gonna be like I'm not disappointed. I'm just like intrigued, but that they're bringing in him so early, and you know, but 
even though I wanted them to kind of focus just on Hawkgirl in the beginning. But like I said, the more DC characters, the merrier. Yeah, you're 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 right. Um, I, I th- that was definitely my concern as well with with bringing him on and overshadowing Hawkgirl because I thought it was it was it was a good uh, opportunity to, get to to learn more about Hawkgirl and, and what she brings to to the DC universe and especially the TV universe. Um, and you know, it was just uh, I mean I don't know just watching everything from the trailer kind of got me excited so. Um, that'll be interesting as well. Um, but w- what do you think of the the casting of of um, Vandal Savage and, and you know because obviously Ooh. he's like the, the main guy. He's the according to Arrow in the trailer, he's like the main bad guy here. So so what do you think about the actor cast and what he'll bring to the role and and uh, ultimately how how he'll be translated on the show? Uh, I'm I'm not familiar with Casper Crump, but I. He looks the damn part so well. I'm like, I'm just terrified of looking at pictures of him uh, because he's so men- he looks so terrifying. And then like you know when you meet him in real life, he's like this total sweetheart, and I'm like, you're so scary. Uh, but no, I am, I am, I am, I'm so stoked. I think he's gonna he's gonna also be introducing the Flare crossover, so that's gonna it's. I I am so excited. I I, and I I like I said. You know, I can't say much because you know we I haven't seen that the actor in anything, and I have you know there's not much we know about him. You know, we know he's going to be pretty close to the canon. You know, he's immortal. He's over six hundred years old, and all those things. Um, I'm so excited to see an iconic villain like Vandal come to life because we haven't had him in live action. The closest thing we ever had to Vandal Savage, and it, it's kind of funny. I don't know if other people know it, but um. In Smallville season seven, um, I think episode four called Cure, Dean, Dean Kane, yeah, 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 Dean, Dean Kane was supposed to be Vandal Savage, but in the in the last minute or something, DC like told him that he couldn't because he was going to be used for something, and <laughs> ten, five, seven years later, we still didn't get any. So he played he played Curtis Knox, who was also immoral, but he was like that was supposed to be Vandal, and. Um, so, but now we're you know we're you know no more embargo whatever we we're, we're getting vandal and I'm, I'm 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 excited I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up. I remember when Dean Kaysen was cast um, as Curtis. Uh, it was a like Curtis Knox, um, and uh, that was the that was the talk was that he was going to be Vandal Savage. So that's funny that they changed at the last minute because he was going to be used in something else. But uh, unfortunately, it wasn't until. Like you said, seven years later, that they actually decided to use the character, um, but that—that's I'm interested to see a big bad like Vandal Savage on on the well small screen, I guess you could say. Uh, but it's it's gonna be fun to watch him take on these these legends, these legends of small characters. Um, now now coming out of uh, Comic Con, you got to interview a lot of a lot of people from um, all the show. You know, you got to interview a lot of the actors from the shows and. And and hear a, a lot um, of what's what's to come. I mean, what did what what did you get the most? I, I guess what got you the most excited for uh, what's to come with with um, I guess all these shows. You know, they're obviously going to all inter intertwine at some point. Um, I mean, what what was your biggest takeaway? Oof. Uh, wow, Comic Con. I feel like it was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> No, but really, I um, I you know it was you know it was a blast being in those press rooms and doing those roundtables and meeting all the actors. I think. Let me think. Um, what 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 which 
what got me most excited when talking to them, like you know, like you know, you know, about the upcoming seasons. Um, yeah, yeah, like what, like for Arrow, obviously it's season, uh, it's season four. Um, it, for Flash, it's season two, and then we're getting uh, Legends of Tomorrow for the first time. Yeah, and you know, and of course Gotham and Supergirl and yeah. all those things. And for Flash, I, you know, they. You know, I'm. You know, there was a lot of like. You know, I can't really pick one. Uh, I, I there was a lot of things that got me excited for these upcoming seasons, as well as new shows uh, that they're bringing out. And um, um, yeah, no. Uh, um, well, here's one. Here's one. I, I remember Dominic Purcell, who plays Heatwave on The Flash, and it's going to be on Legends. He, remember, I remember him saying that we're going to learn through Legends why he is so so loyal to 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 Cap to to Leonard. Okay. So that got me um, excited because, you know... No, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I thought, that's what you were saying. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, so that's one thing. Um, um, McCart Brooks, who plays Jimmy Olsen on Super Bowl, and, um, you know, like, talking to him and just seeing, you know, that he's um, he's jazzed about playing this role, and he, you know, he talks about, like, how important it is to, you know, for, for someone, you know, like, to play a mentor figure to someone like Supergirl or whatever, and so I'm excited to see him kind of like you know bring this new take on Jimmy, uh, as uh, you know, instead of the classic you know like you know you know gee Mr. Kangi the ear photographer on Daily Planet you know he's gonna be you know he's he's grown up now and whatever, so I'm I, I'm excited for that and um, in terms of the Flash I sh- you know there should be some um, I, I'm interested to see you know like but when just talking to like all of them like, I'm in, you know them talking about like the emotional journeys that these characters are going to be taking you know after them the events of the finale you know that's something i'm looking forward to see because it's you know it's of course it's going to have huge impacts and you know and of course huge consequences because you know like they they kind of mess things up in a way sadly and uh, so you know, there's a lot of things they had to make up and uh, but no i'm excited for that and uh, with arrow It, they talking the producers talking about like bringing in magic and you know having Damian Dark on the show and played by Neil McDonough who played Dum Dum Dugan in the MCU so I'm so excited for that um, I'm excited to see like how far they will go with the magic element because you know there was talks that to maybe do a crossover with Constantine and Arrow and they're still talking out some things some might we see him come under the show like I would love that because Matt Ryan for the win. Um, <laughs> And that would be cool. I don't think it would be entirely impossible because NBC canceled the show. So they don't really own anything from Constantine anymore. Um, I I, I know maybe there's some things CW just has to like pay them or whatever. Um, But I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for this upcoming season of all these shows. What, what did you get a sense of maybe uh there were things teased to you with um in the press room uh that they didn't exactly say out loud that could be coming to the shows for example the flash did you get a sense of maybe a spoilerish thing they they kind of let slip kind of those kind of give you a tease of something or was everything pretty straightforward with the questioning no, they were um, pretty tight lip about it, and talking, you know, like they talked about Earth Two and uh, multiverses, and um, and uh, you know where the Barry Ayers relationship was going to head this season, and um, they were they were pretty tight lipped. I I tried to get things out of um, like 
Stephen Amell, I think I, I was like, you know, like, are you revealing the flash, like where the flash was going to be taking place this uh, this season um, tonight at the panel? He was like, nope. Um, <laughs> uh, which I'm fine with because we got a fucking new outfit that I was geeking out about. And, um, let me. F- no, but they didn't really let anything slip. You know, they were pretty tight lipped and so on. They were, you know, the. Maybe they did it. At, they could have done it at other tables uh, or maybe at um, other press lines, um, talking to other reporters but, or whatever. But but you didn't get a sense uh, of anything. It was pretty pretty uh, cut not, and dry. Not not that I can think of right now. Like I would have to like go back and watch all the videos on the, um, the TV or my YouTube channel. But maybe there was something there that I missed. But um, um, the only thing I can think of, but it was kind of like he had, I heard, I had heard multiple times that, um, you know, because people are still wondering, you know, why isn't Robbie Amell signed on for Legends of Bar? You know, it, you know he's out of half a firestorm. People are speaking that he's going to be dying in the second season of The Flash. And, um, like, when talking to Victor Garber and so on, I just remember, like, someone asked him, and that, you know, like, is, you know, when are we, you know, are we going to get an explanation to why Robney isn't in Legends? He was like, um, the season two premiere, watch that. Like, something like that. <laughs> that it, it's going to give us... I don't know if he's going to die, you know, like, for reals in the first episode, but, like, I think it's going to hint... You know, you know what? I would not be surprised like, if at the end of this whole... You know, at the end of the year, they reveal that, you know, no, he he will survive, and he's actually going to be a fucking serious regular on the show. We were just w- wanting to tease you all. Um, or he's just going to die, and that is um, character Jay Jackson who's the, one of the biggest mysteries of um, Legends, is going to become the new half of Firestorm. Well, I think what made the, in, that whole thing interesting with, with Robbie Mills is the fact that he got cast in the new X-Files series. So when he got one cast episode. in that... Is it one episode? Okay, I thought it was for multiple episodes. I didn't realize from that. what I From what I understand, yeah. And it's like, otherwise it would... I, let's see, Robbie Amell, X-Files. I remember, it because they're only doing six episodes... I, I, I thought it was, I, yeah. I thought it was more than that. Um, now you had s- spoke earlier about Dominic Purcell. I know you wanted to talk about the Prison Break uh, event. Um, now, what did you want to? Uh, well, how do you feel about it coming back? I know you're a big fan of the show. Um, after all this time, uh, what are your thoughts on it coming back for just kind of a limited time? Do you think it's gonna it's gonna appease fans? Do you think it's it's gonna be one of those things where? It kind of maybe kicks off a, a, a brand new return of the series. What do you think? I, I, I'm, um, I, I'm, bet- I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pro and against that. Um, I love Prison Break, like you said. I, I loved the actors on that show and the the characters and the stories that he had. I, you know, Michael Scoville is literally one of the best characters written ever in anything and that's one Miller was playing and um, can I go into spo- should I avoid spoiling things or should I because that's where the biggest issue lies here because the, okay I, I can't do it this way okay so the fourth season was the final season of the show it got cancelled and they wrapped it up with like a two hour movie um, like a two hour TV movie straight to, TV, straight to video so there's there's a, there after you know but and there's before before the final scene of the series finale they, that's where this two hour event is taking place. By the end of it, it explains to you why we 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 are at that certain place in the series finale. 
So in a way, they kind of wrap the story up, like you know, like not really, you know, like not saying in the world, did he, did she, did they, did they not, like whatever. And it felt like it felt like you know very, you know, it's done. Like you know, we we're wrapping this up, and you know, this is you know we're we're closing the chapter on this on this on this series, and you know, four seasons that's a long time. So when we heard about it in June that they were developing something um, with both brothers coming back. Um, I was like, mm, I'm struggling with this because I'm like, at the, at one at, at, in one hand, I would you know I would watch the, those actors in anything together, um, but at, at the other hand, I'm like, but I don't really feel we needed to come back. I think it had its run, and it's done. And now they're talking about this two-hour movie kind of being ignored. Uh, I know them. And then the network president said that while the two-hour thing won't be entirely ignored, um, there's going to be a reason to why there's going to be a believable and logical explanation to why some of these characters are still alive and you know walking around our world, you know, doing whatever they're doing. Um, and luckily, you know, like, I, I know that Dominic Purcell and Ben McMillan, they both said at at my table at Comic Con that. Doing if they if there were if there were a prison break you know they they confirmed that they were talks and they said that you know it's not gonna like they're gonna do both they're gonna do Legends of Tomorrow the Flash as well as this prison break event series and now we know that it's only for ten episodes and you know what maybe that's all you know maybe that's maybe that could be you know like a um, maybe a more defining ending um maybe you know, maybe that's what you know what it could be in the end um but like I said you know we don't know anything about the storylines we don't like. We know that there's going to be somewhat some red cons or whatever, but I don't. A part of me is excited. Like, you know, a part of me is like I'm not completely against it, but at the same time, I'm like, if they're really ignoring this two-hour movie event or whatever, it's going to take away so much of the emotional conclusion that it left us because it's it's a tearjerker. It is it is painful and it's damn good television. Um. So I guess all we I can do right now, and all us prison break fans can do right now, is that we have to just wait and see what happens. And um, hopefully, hope you know the, the original creator. He's back. He's part of the show, so that's good. He's he's writing the ten episodes. So I'm I'm looking forward to hear more about it. I'm not one hundred percent against it. All right, uh, very cool. Um, did you? Sorry, I, I went. I went a long talk speech at that. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, uh, Casey, did you want to add, add anything to the DC TV talk? Uh, no. Thank you guys. Nailed it. <laughs> Great. Uh, all right. Well, then, um, thanks, Andy, for the DC talk and the prison break talk. I know you, you were really excited to talk about the cast of Wally West, and uh, and uh, I'm glad you're able to get all that out because it's always good to hear what you have to say when something like that goes down. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm ex- you know, yeah, I think, you know, like, I think it was a great day for Flash fans. And, you know, like, it's, you know, just knowing that, you know, he's coming. They have a guy. And, it's, you know, it's someone that I think is going to be really great. I, It's going to be an exciting year for Flash fans all over the place. And, um, yeah, Wally is a great character. And, um, and uh, yeah, like, I, it's a time of celebration, I think. It's like, instead of, you know, focusing on you know, unnecessary things. I think it's just, I take this opportunity just to be excited. We're bring, getting an f- iconic character. You know, he's, to me, he's at, like, he's at, the, you know, I can see Wally being at the level of being as iconic as someone like Superman and Wonder Woman or whatever. Like, you know, these B 
big character that a lot of people know of. Like you know, even co- non-comic book fans, they know Wally West because of the Just League Unlimited series. That's very true. Um, all right. Well, thank you for that, Andy. I'm glad we're able to get to the DC talk. Uh, we're going to definitely be talking that more and more as the season's close uh, approach. I know Gotham's coming back next month, um, and I'm excited about that show. Uh, I was actually I just recently finished that off. Um, and I thought the season finale was really, really good. So I'm excited to see how uh, the villains that have been kind of teasing um, are going to play a very prominent role in the second season. So um, the second season sounds a lot better because they're, you know, they're avoiding, you know, th- being procedural. They're going to be more serialized this season. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. All right. Well, thanks uh, again for that, Andy. Uh, so moving on, uh, moving on. We're going to talk about. The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened, uh, the film by, uh, the documentary by John Schnepp. Uh, Now, I just got it. Um, I got a chance to watch it. It's something that's been kind of garnering a lot of interest because of the subject uh, material, and that is uh, Tim Burton had planned to make uh, a Superman movie based on the comic book uh, Superman Lives a long time ago, um, back in like the late 90s. And I remember when this was... uh, almost a movie, and I remember kind of being excited about it because it was going to be something different. Uh, Nicolas Cage was going to be Superman. Uh, I know there were rumors that Sandra Bullock was going to be Lois Lane. Of course, back then, back in the, I think, mid to late 90s, they were uh, they were definitely the, the hot ticket at the movie theater, so it totally made sense. Uh, and so I finally got a chance to watch this, and I thought it was really good. Um, I... Uh, I it, it just it answered a lot of questions that you would have had, especially uh, the the probably the big question that anyone would have, and, and that is if Nicolas Cage could pull off Superman. Um, and I and I know that a, not, a lot of the initial reaction was uh, no, you know, uh, you think Nicolas Cage, no, he can't be Superman. No, it's and and, and you have to think also within the context of what people are thinking, and, and they're probably thinking of of Christopher Reeve, Christopher Reeve Superman. They're thinking of the old uh, classic. Superman and, and and in a way they were kind of were doing s- something to that but it was going to be something very different <clears throat> it was going to be a Superman that we had never seen on screen before something that had never really been done uh, Andy I know you you told me you you got a chance to watch this what did you think of of the Nicolas Cage casting and and do you think it would have worked for uh, back then Oh, back then, I you know see that's that's um that's the question. Um, I, I don't. I you know I know that uh, Nick Nick Cage is you know he's you know you either love him or you just make fun of him. And today you know like he because he's you know done a lot of product that isn't you know necessarily the best thing he's ever done. But I I don't think I would have enjoyed it. I don't think I would have. I don't think it would have been the best thing ever. Um, it would have been interesting to see, though. Like you know, see, you know, maybe he would have surprised us. Um, and um, no, I don't, you know, the big, the whole thing I liked with that documentary was that we got a better picture of, like, because here's all we like years ago, all we knew about Superman Lives was that one photo of him looking, you know, like you know, like it was like it looked like a very bad camera. He was closing <laughs> yeah. his eyes and stuff like that, and he was like. That was the only image that was floating around, and so on. And they kind of, I love the fact that we got to see so much of it, and it was like in the end, we kind of like they had some a lot of interesting ideas. And I was like, by the end of the documentary, I was like, look, John Peters being high on you know a giant spider <laughs> being in the movie. It's like, 
yeah. that's that 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 can be dedicated to its own podcast if it wants to. Um, <laughs> but in but in the end, I was very int- I would have gone and seen a movie even if it's like I don't know Nick Cage or Superman. I don't know, but they, I still would have seen it. I would have gone and seen that in theaters. Yeah. I think you know, you know what? It probably would have been better than. <laughs> This is so Are mean. He probably would. It's probably, probably would have been better than than Fantastic Four that came out. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? Um, no, it's uh, it, it certainly had a lot of really interesting ideas. They were there was a whole different kind of science fiction turn they were going to go with the movie. Um, it really hadn't been touched on on a Superman before, even um, up until now. Um, I mean, it's slowly getting into uh, a little bit more with that, with with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, but but not to the extent that they had planned on with with Superman Lives. I mean, this was, I mean, Brainiac uh, and his you know his evil minions. I guess you know it was just it was very science fictiony, and I thought it was very interesting, very different. Um, and and just to touch on the whole spider the spider thing that John Peters wanted so bad in the movie, um, I thought it was funny how Kevin Smith said that how you know after after the movie was shut down and then they started working on wild wild west that uh the main bad guy turned into a spider at the end of wild wild west and john peters was a part of that and he just laughed and he said well that guy finally got his spider and i thought that was that was funny because eventually those things do appear in some form of another if especially if if uh if a filmmaker wants something bad enough he's going to make sure it's put in a film uh that he's a part of um but I, I really enjoyed seeing a lot of the concept art in, Ma- in um, uh, Death of, of Superman. I thought it was really interesting. The aliens were, were creepy. Uh, and I thought the casting was, would have been really interesting, too. I mean, they were talking about Christopher Walken as Brainiac. Uh, I could definitely see that. Um, and, and also, uh, Kevin Spacey, even then, was considered for Lex Luthor. So, uh, so just imagine seeing Kevin Spacey... Uh, and, and and Christopher Walken, uh, you know, trying to form some sort of unholy alliance uh, as Brainiac and Lex Luthor uh, going against Superman. That would have been uh, that would have been very very interesting. Um, uh, what do you think? What did you think of? Actually, let me ask you, Casey. I know you you haven't seen it yet, but just hearing those names and hearing what you've heard so far, what do you think of 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 uh, what could have been of Death of Superman? Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I really, I really don't know what to make of all of this information. I know I, I'd always seen the snapshots of, of Nick Cage as Superman. It just more or less became like an internet joke for me. I guess I never even considered that it, it would have ever even been, a real movie. I, I don't know what 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 really sets it apart as like something that would be different than say Man of Steel, or what? How does the story, <clears throat> um, it's, itself? It's, it's like I said. It's more science fictiony. Uh, there would have been, um, God, how would it differentiate itself from Man of Steel? Uh, the costume was definitely a lot different, different than any costume they had done before. Um, mm-hmm. it, had Nick, it had Nick Cage inside of it. Well, that yeah, that, that, that's a huge change. Um, yeah, you know, what's funny is when they were talking about the Clark Kent character, uh, I can't remember her name, but, uh, one of the women that John Schnepp, uh, interviews, Oh, kept referencing Colleen Atwood. Colleen Atwood, thank you. Kept referencing. Yeah. How can you, how can you forget the woman who designed the Arrow costume, the Flash costume, and the Super costume? You know what? I totally th- I thought her name looked familiar. I was like, why does this name sound? Familiar? She's the Academy Award winning designer. You do, <laughs> Colleen. Ah. Oh. You, 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 
You failed this podcast, bro. You failed this podcast. I have, I have failed this podcast. Um, but she she references the guys from Silicon Valley as um, something as to what they would have made the Clark Kent character. So instead of him being this kind of goofy guy that you know um, is is a is a klutz, you know, is kind of dorky, he would have been a full on like nerdy guy, like in the vein of Silicon Valley. Oh, uh, and I thought, yeah, and I thought that was really interesting because it's it's it is still kind of trying to keep Clark Kent, you know, Clark Kent, but adding a different layer. And I thought that would have been really interesting. And it, it, if you watch the the documentary, there's a lot of behind the scenes footage of of Nick Cage uh, in the Superman costume, and then even just dressed up as Clark Kent. And he's really, I mean, he's into it. Um, and I think that's what kind of got me into thinking he could have maybe done this. Uh, he could have pulled it off. Is, is just how, um, I mean, I already know he's a huge, he's a huge Superman fan as it is. Uh, but he, you know, watching him with Tim Burton and, and the costume people and, and, you know, the dress fittings and everything and, and just hearing him talk, he was just, he was just so excited. And then, as it turns out, I think I think they said it was just, I think days after they had finalized a lot of production design, the costume, uh, everything was set to go. They were ready to start principal photography, and then the word came down that Warner Brothers said, "No, we're shutting this down." Uh, um, I mean, that's yeah. how close we came to uh, a, a you know a Death of Superman uh, on screen uh, movie. I mean, it was really close and. Um, I have no doubt that it actually would have would have been made. Wait a uh, minute, you're telling me Superman dies in a movie called Superman Lives? Well, well it's, it was. It's a, because... Go ahead, Andy. Well, it was basically going to be an adaptation of the death and return of Superman. Like that, Doomsday yeah. would take would kill him. Uh, I, I would say that though. The only thing I was very critical towards was you know all their ideas of Doomsday that they couldn't just accept this idea. You know, the Tim. I don't know if yeah. it was Tim Burton that didn't like the idea, but let's say. Doomsday is a great visual character already on his own, right? You didn't, you wouldn't, they made him look like something completely odd in his concept art. And I'm like, maybe that wasn't the final version we would see. But no, like, it, it is so crazy that they were, they were so close. Yeah, and, they were. but, but, they, but, they, but some of them, the former Warner Bros. president, executives that were working there, was in the documentary. They said that, you know, we had. We'd had so many flops throughout those years, you know, like we were, you know, every year, month, you know, there was a bomb after a bomb after a bomb. I mean, Warner Bros. they were going through some hard times um, financially, and that's why they had to shut down Superman, because they couldn't risk it at just one major franchise. Um, and so... Yeah, and, and, and like like people saying that, you know, when you're looking at the behind-the-scenes stuff and all that, it's like, these people were... T- they, they were... They were not like they were not screwing around. They were working really hard at trying to produ- you know, produce a great product. And now, would would it have been received well? I don't know. There probably would have been people that would have enjoyed it, and maybe some people that would not enjoy it. And, and you know, even though I took my jab at you know the Fantastic Four, you know, once again, even though you're hearing these reviews and you know us joking about it, like you should still go and see it if you want to go see it and get your own opinion on it. Like you should not. Never listen to critics in advance. You need to be your own critic and go see it yourself. Like, just because I'm, you know, like I said, I'm probably going to see it at some point to see, like, you know, like, you know, what, you know, maybe it's a bad, it's having, you know, some, there's some harsh critics that it just doesn't like superhero movies or whatever. So, um, but I'm just saying, you know, like, 
I just wanted to get that out of the way because I felt really bad being like, you know, like, oh, it's, it's going to go back to Marvel. <laughs> uh, but it's like, no, Ghost of Go- I don't know what that boy's supposed to both be. But still, <laughs> I think you should go and see it and get your own opinion about it. You know, I know my big, you know, I'm going to see it as soon as I have, you know, taken care of someone. You know, I have a lot of things to write and and work on so i i will do it as soon as i can but because like i said the second trailer it got me the second trailer did get me um but going back to the death of superman lived what happened um no like you look at these ideas it, like, john peters was the biggest issue to me in this whole thing i think he was very difficult he seemed like he was a difficult person to work with yeah uh, well i mean i think they said that <clears throat> when uh, tim burton uh, was not looking forward to working with him because he'd worked on um, on Batman and uh, Batman uh, Returns uh, with him, and he was can, not can, looking forward can, to working. Can you believe? Can you believe that a producer that worked on Batman and Batman Returns would later want a giant spider in a Superman movie? <laughs> yeah, that's that's really uh, that's reaching for a, a high bar. I'm not sure what he was thinking, but uh, he was certainly a character. He was most certainly a character. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, just to end this talk, uh, on the, the death of Superman lives, what happened, um, I thought it was really good. If you're really interested to find out what the heck happened, this is, this is the definitive take on it, on, on what went, went down, um, uh, how it all kind of came about, uh, listening to Kevin Smith talk about how he was the first screenwriter, uh, for the movie was really interesting. So, um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, it is really good, and it's like, I would recommend, like, if you want to get the whole thing, you know, I would buy the mega pack- package, like, you know, where you get, it's like, I think it's like another eight hours of additional, like, I don't know, not maybe eight hours, but it's like, it's, if you go to, and I'm sure um, Pete can provide you with the links and all those things, but like, there's, um, there's a giant package um, that you can buy, both digi- as a digital collection, or as, you know, you can buy it in Blu-ray or DVD, uh, where you get a lot of these things, like, there's extended interviews that didn't, you know, that it wasn't part of the whole documentary, it's, it, there's, you're gonna feel, I feel everyone is gonna feel a lot different after seeing a documentary about what would have happened with that movie. Yeah, I, I totally agree, so, Definitely go check it out. Um, it's it's really really good. Uh, all right, so uh, we're gonna wrap up the show with the TV talk like we always do. So um, let's get started. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, we're gonna kick things off with Mr. Robot this week. Uh, Casey, you know we missed a week. Domo uh, arigato. And, and, yes, we did. Yeah, and uh, and shit went down. I mean, this wasn't just. Uh, you know, just another episode that's, that's well, you know, it was good. It was another good episode, but uh, we had a death, a, a death of a character, of a, of, of a character who I, I thought was, when we first met her, I'll just say it's Shayla, in the first episode, when we meet her, I didn't think her character would become who she became in those first five episodes. Uh, and, and, and credit to the actress and the writers for doing such a good job of bringing this character um uh, around and, and making them uh, bringing a lot of depth to the show, um, and and then just the way that uh, we see her uh, dead, it was just pretty crazy and one of those kind of jaw dropping moments at the end of a television show. What what did you think of that? Uh, I definitely wasn't expecting it, but it was one of those things where you look back on it, and you're like, okay, yeah, I understand that guy's a that guy's definitely an asshole. He would he would do something like that. I didn't think that they had set her up. 
to be a continuing character. I kind of more or less assumed that she would kind of fade out as the show went on. I didn't think they'd kill her off like that. Um, but I didn't think that she would be really become an integral part to it at all. Uh, now that she is dead, I mean, the start of the most recent episode starts off with a flashback to when Elliot actually meets her for the first time. And that gave me a pause for thought because I think now what they'll start to do is through the flashbacks really establish her as like as, as how actually emotionally, emotionally close her and Elliot were. Because it always seemed to be like she was always like mooching off of him or would like intrude on his life when it was least convenient for him and just <laughs> just like leave her dog or leave her fish with him. And uh, I think through through these flashbacks or through him – well, I mean he, he even says in the most recent episode like what? Is she just supposed to fade out to some kind of anecdote that I bring up to make myself feel better? Um, if they'll keep revisiting the flashbacks and keep reestablishing her or – or setting her up in a in a new light to actually show that she she tried to help Elliot in some some weird non-direct way or or made him more human in some weird non-direct way. Um I think that they will they will still keep tugging on those those strings as the show goes on. Yeah, I I was really um I don't know, it it just it just shows the emotional point. The I mean Elliot's such a such like a, a loner, and like that's his character. You know, he doesn't really attach himself to anyone. To but maybe his the the girl that he works with, his best friend that he's known forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even he keeps her at a distance. Um, but it seems like Shayla was a lot different uh, to him. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to see um, how many of these flashbacks they they put in the show and and uh, how it moves the story along, especially with Elliot's character. Uh, now now I, I was. Curious uh, as to your thoughts on you know he he kind of let the uh, cat out of the bag with uh, his therapist right um, and and let her know like okay so yeah I uh, I hack you and I know about <laughs> your whole life and uh, yeah our relationship's damaged forever so what what did you think of what did you think of his reveal to her I mean this is somebody that that he goes to 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 um, to you know so, well he's supposed to go to to get everything off of his chest and now things might be damaged for long for I, I think it definitely shows his system his system breaking down in some way this thing that he's always done he knows he's always been good at um it's maybe coming to light to him that he might be too good at it or maybe he has too much power in a way and he's starting to feel some remorse for it and i think he's always been really closest to his therapist although she doesn't really know it all that well um but he he definitely felt close to her just because of all the information he knew about her, and uh, I guess it wasn't mutual. Um, but uh, but yeah, I definitely th- I see him admitting all of this to his therapist as as kind of he knows it's a safe forum, so it's a way for him to just kind of finally voice his concerns that he's had just about life in general throughout the entire show. But that for some reason he's always been too I, I don't know too caught up in his own head to really say out loud. Or the fact that it doesn't, it doesn't really, it's not compatible with his system of living that he has or seems to have. Do you think uh, the relationship will continue? Um, I think so. on a professional level. I think that uh, I think that, that that emotional character that I thought the that I thought they might make into the neighbor. I think they'll they'll really start to push the the therapist to be because they do have 
Elliot and his therapist do have a lot in common with their emotional insecurities. Of course, their skill sets are a little bit different. And their their walks of life are a little bit different. And I'm not. I don't think that they'll become romantically engaged, but I do think that they'll become better acquainted as the show goes on, and that we'll start to kind of see more of the therapist. Possibly. I mean, I I can't I can't really speak to know everything that the show is going to do. It's been pretty successful in its. It's like twists and turns. I mean, even a good example of the, the character they just killed off in the episode before last. Didn't see that one coming. So I, yeah. I, I won't try to assume what they're going to do. But, but, I mean, if I were in, their, if I were in the writer's shoes, I would, I would probably focus a little bit more on the therapist because she's been talking to this guy that we've relatively only recently met. Elliot, this main character. And as a viewer, I would like to know more about what makes him tick, and she has the most experience talking to him. So I think they have a nice they have a nice character to really expound on there. And That's this a good point. And this gives them this gives them their in for her to finally know what makes her most interesting patient tick. Now, with his friend, uh his, you know, lifelong childhood friend. What do you think, um, her name's Angela, what do you think her, uh, do you think she's satisfied with what happened with Colby? She finally got information she needed. Do you think it's, it's done now, or do you think there's going to be more to this story? I think that there will be a little bit more, but I don't think that it'll have quite the same payoff as they're setting her up to have. Because uh, her character has really been the one to take the hard hits. I guess her character doesn't have a lot going for her, and they're kind of, they're more or less setting her up for redemption, but that could go both ways, just as far as the tone goes for this show. They could really be setting her up for a redemption and then just have it not work out in the end. Like, for example, she, she finally tells Kobe off, like, for this, this thing that you, this decision you thought was nothing killed my mom. Uh, and, uh, and she finally got that off of her chest, told it to Kobe to his face. Maybe now she just she figures out that that alone isn't enough, or that it's maybe the realization was bittersweet, or her revenge wasn't quite exacted, or anything like that. So I don't I don't know where they'll go from there. Uh, and as as non <laughs> as non helpful as it is, it'll either be really good or really bad. <laughs> now, uh, when we talked about this a couple weeks ago, one of the theories we had was that it's like a Fight Club, um, where uh, Elliot's it's. He's um, he's imagining Mr. Robot, uh, right? And, and maybe that's even him. He's talking to. He's talking to himself. Um, did your thought on that change at all when he was talking to other characters? Yeah. In, in the show, because that it it, it did for me. See, um, Matt 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 brought it up, and I thought it was super interesting. I thought it would it would it would really be cool if that if they found some way to do that. But I I don't think that it's gonna happen. I don't think that it'll happen yeah. at this point. Just because we've seen Mr. Robot talk in a very specific way to a lot of other people that Elliot doesn't really have contact with. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, talk like, it, oh, go ahead. And talk in ways that Elliot doesn't normally talk and also talk to them while Elliot is busy with other things. So Yeah, and the thing is too, if if you look at Fight Club when Ed Norton and and Brad Pitt were in the same room it it could be justified or it was explained at least you could understand how they would be the same person whereas here uh the, a lot of the scenes that took place with Christian Slater's character made me go okay maybe we're wrong on this maybe he's not imagining this guy at least they, they at least the writers made us think that for a little while 
and now the the Mr. Robot has become his own character. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Too too much has happened at this point. I thought it was definitely a, an interesting idea. It would be cool if if something like that were to happen in the show. I just don't think that Mr. Robot is the character that he would be imagining. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. So uh, so that was a good. It was a good episode. Uh, we'll be back on it again next week. It's uh, you know like Casey had mentioned earlier. Uh, there was a character that died at the end of the episode. Uh, we're di- definitely going to learn the ramifications of, of that. Right. Well, uh, there. Going I, forward. I know you're, you're. Are you talking about the neighbor, or are you talking about the death in the most recent episode? The most recent episode. The most recent episode. Yeah. So the 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 bad guy, the the non CTO of Evil Corp. What yeah. do you think is in store for his character? I don't know. See, he's interesting because I thought he would be the guy that takes over. At least that's the way they made it seem in the pilot episode. Um, but he's not. I mean, he's just another guy that wants to climb up the ladder and is willing to do literally anything to do it, uh, to get there. So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, uh, going forward uh, his character and, and how he impacts the show because uh, his reaction when he killed that woman was not what I was expecting. So. Right. He, he, has, he had the potential to be a really good like arch nemesis for Elliot, but he's too emotionally unstable. That's the reason he, he's not able to be CTOs because everyone – Everyone around him, his 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 uh, his seniors, realize that he is not he's not the leader type. He's much too uh, he's too uh, what do you, what, what's uh, he's too impulsive. He's too impulsive with his emotions, and he, he gets yep. too power hungry. And he he flew too close to the sun and let his obviously his emotions get the better of him in that last episode. Yeah, uh, he got burned. He got so burned. I, I I it'll be interesting to see if he gets away with it or not. I don't think he will, but if he if he doesn't, then he's not going to be set up to be quite the nemesis character that I thought he was going to be at the beginning. Yeah, it certainly painted, painted him a certain way, and now it could be something completely different. So I just want to uh, know why they included him in the story, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, it, for what's going on, it, it, makes you, it does make you question what his role is in this in, the entire uh, scheme of things. So. Um, all right, so that is uh, Mr. Robot for this week, and we're gonna uh, talk about real quickly about Halt and Catch Fire, oh. uh, which just ended um, this past Sunday, uh, and it was very interesting. Uh, definitely ended a lot different than the first season uh, did. And um, Casey, give me your quick thoughts on uh, what you thought of the season finale. Hey, I thought it was a good season finale. I uh, we saw a lot of. We, lot of, we saw a lot of things happen for some characters. And, uh, and I mean, it more or less kind of fits where I thought that everyone would end up. I thought, I, I had said in a previous episode, I thought Cameron would end up on top in a good place, that Joe would end up in more or less a neutral place, end up in the gutter somewhere. And, well, Gordon's in an ambulance, or uh, in a hospital, <laughs> I guess. And uh, his, his wife is now savvy to his, his weird psychological issues. Uh, Joe is in, I guess he's in, he not, not so much a neutral stance. I guess he, he does have a couple of things working against him right now. His marriage doesn't seem to be working out all that well. Uh, at least with that last fight that he had with his, his wife in that last episode and his, his company's kind of blowing up underneath him. So he needs to get to the West fast and, uh, and yeah, no Cameron more or less finished with, uh, with some revenge. And, uh, did you, what did you think of uh, when they were on the plane? And uh, and well, first of all, they had Bosworth kind of 
popped up in the plane and, and surprised everybody, which I thought was um, interesting. Uh, I don't think she was expecting him. But she had given a plane ticket to the, her, her ex-boyfriend, I guess, and he didn't come on the plane. I mean, what did you do you think that's going to affect Cameron uh, as they move over to California? This is going to be embarrassing, but uh, how many season, How many episodes were in season two? <laughs> was it not nine? Was it ten? I think I stopped it at was, nine. It was ten. I think I stopped at nine. Because the oh last episode God. I remember seeing was when, uh, was when Cameron uh, destroys the, the keynote speech. And oh, all the yeah. stuff goes haywire, and, it, it, and she's laying on the blanket. I'm like, I, I didn't expect that to be the finale. So when you said that, I was like, all right, I guess that was the finale. Interesting. Oh, my God. So no, actually, I haven't seen the last episode. Maybe we put, we put that on hold until Matt Maybe comes back. Maybe we put that on then. hold until Matt comes back. <laughs> Pete, I'm sorry about that. I went on AMC.com. I signed in with all my stuff, and I went to watch it. I didn't see episode 10. I was like, huh, I guess oh. they didn't have an episode last week. <laughs> Oh, man. oh, that's okay. Hey, we we're, we're able to talk a little bit about the season before the hey, episode. But, before but, the finale, but at so. least at least you can tell me about it. So what did you, what did you think of the finale then? For real? Uh, well, without spoiling it, I don't want I don't want to spoil it because I do want you to watch it. Um, it's it's uh, it was it was good. It was um, it, like I said, it didn't end the way season one ended in terms of uh, everyone kind of going their own way. Uh, everyone kind of st- still seems to be connected in um even though joe i will tell you this uh cameron uh gordon and uh oh god what's gordon's wife's name why am i blinking oh, out uh, uh barbara uh, nope die donna 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 donna, donna. yeah oh my uh so all three of them uh are taking mutiny to california and joe is actually staying back uh, and I won't tell you why, but uh, he has his own. Okay. He has his own venture going he's on. Off he's on not Joe just... things. I can only assume he throws a knapsack over his shoulder and just walks well, off he... into the woods. This is this is something more or less like that. Only he's like in a nice office, all dressed up, you know, Joe-ish. Uh, okay. But um, but <laughs> as he does, <laughs> yeah, as he does. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stop there. But I just, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it was a nice way to end the second season. Um, it certainly opens doors for uh, the third season and really makes you wonder uh, how moving to California is going to affect them because as much as they were able to accomplish in Texas, you know, Silicon Prairie area, they're going to the Silicon Valley where at that time uh, computers booming. Um, and it, we're going to get to see how mutiny handles uh the silicon valley lifestyle now and, and all that comes with it now i have to i have to ask do you think it was good enough to warrant being renewed for a season three because as of yet it hasn't been renewed for season three yet it's still I, potentially on the cutting board i i think it did i think season two was was a lot stronger than the first season um i thought there was more consistency this season whereas um i think we all kind of agreed that season one was a a bit of a slow burn uh, that kind of picked up towards the end and, and did get really good. Um, season two for what, me. Um, what's that? What what network is this show on? AMC. 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 Uh, the sad channel. <laughs> the sad channel. Oh, the sad channel. Um, sad well, <laughs> the opera is going on right now. The opera oh. is going on right now. I don't know if AMC has had their opera yet, but they might announce a renewal during the panel. Okay. So... That might happen. If but, they haven't um, done I their hope, panel yet. 
something um, i hope yeah i i hope it gets renewed for season three um i enjoyed it and like i said they they've left enough doors open to where uh it could it could uh potentially just expand on what they've done already um it's not like season one where they probably could have ended season one if, if they chose not to renew it after season one it probably could have just ended the way it did uh, this one definitely is not like a huge cliffhanger, but it definitely left you you hanging and, and wanting to know what's going to happen next. See, I, so, see, I, I don't know. That makes me a little bit worried because the poll, the polls that I'm reading kind of don't show the 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 ratings for season two have not been as good as season one. I'm, I'm, no, I want a season. That's not good. <laughs> I want a season three. I'm not hopeful for a season three. Well, I was I I somebody I can't remember who was on on Twitter. It said something. They're talking about rape. And bad uh, ratings, but she was spe- speaking more about uh, network uh, TV shows, and and I had said, well, I'd like to see the the ratings for shows like Mr. Robot, Hall of Catch right. Fire, and Ray Donovan, and and she said, well, the nice thing about those channels is they value their shows more than they value ratings. So, you know, lucky for us that they do that. But um, but you know, if if the ratings aren't even aren't you know well enough to justify another season, that could definitely be worrisome so i i hope that i hope that they bring it back for season three because i'd like to see uh i'd like to see how this crew does uh in the california setting uh like i said during like the kind of boom of technology in the 80s yeah. so um yeah so yeah be cool. all right so that is gonna wrap tv talk uh up uh and wrap the show up for today uh good stuff uh thank you andy for coming on and talking a lot about dc uh, TV, The Flash, and uh, helping me uh, talk about Death of Superman Lives What Happened. Uh, I know for sure. Um, and let the let everyone know where they can find you and find your awesome podcast. Well, they can find, um, if they want to follow me on my and my personal work that I do for TV Overmind and now also for TV After Dark, you can follow me at Andy Babacht uh, on Twitter. And um, yeah, just follow my work from there. But if you want to follow... The Flash Podcast and our amazing adventures there with uh, Scott Murray, Adam, Amy Marie, Lauren, uh, Lauren Galloway. We, you can find us over at theflashpodcast.com where you can get all the latest news about The Flash and, uh, our, our, and about our podcast as well as the episodes themselves uh, for the podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, all under the name The Flash Podcast. Um, so Facebook.com slash The Flash Podcast, Twitter at The Flash Podcast, Instagram.com slash The Flash Podcast. Um, so, you know, we're just under The Flash Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And uh, if you want to check out other great DC podcasts um, that um, you can, that are covering Arrow, Gotham, Letters of Tomorrow, and the Supergirl. Head over to dctvpodcast.com where you can find, you know, Quiver the Green Arrow podcast, um, Letters of Gotham, Letters of Tomorrow podcast, and Supergirl Radio along with the Black podcast. It is, those are some fucking amazing podcasts that cover some of your favorite DC TV shows as well as, you know, new favorites are coming up. So, um, uh, I think, I think that's it. I think that's, those are all my plugs. Um, yeah, the Flash Podcast, Tweet TV, or my like, just you find me and uh, you know, chat, t- you know, talk TV to me and um, and the comic stuff and all that. I, I'm game for it. Awesome, thank you for that, Andy. Um, all right, uh, Casey, where can they find you? 
Hey, they can find me on Twitter at ViaBlast. They can find me on Instagram at FacyCranko and on Snapchat at LShadesOfFranco. And I will, accept, I will accept any kind of submission for each of them. <laughs> Whatever you want. Yes. No yes, censorship. <laughs> yes, he will, folks. Um, all right, you can find me at Pace and Pete on Twitter. You can find us at Scene and Nerd on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can email us, scene, letter N, nerd at gmail.com. Uh, and you can find us on iTunes. Uh, give us some ratings. Let us know what you think. Um, all right, that is going to do it for our show. Once again, thank you, Andy, for joining us today. Uh, and next week, we will be back talking more movies, more TV, and all that good stuff. Uh, Till next time, you have a DVR, use it. Yep, just live while we're young, because that's what makes you beautiful. And, and don't listen, and don't and listen to One Direction. the story of my life. <laughs> they don't know about nev- us. Never, never listen to One Direction. Got it. I got oh, no okay. control. This is great. <laughs> <laughs>Salzi's missing out today. He really is. Uh, what's he? What's he up to? What's he doing? He this? he called me a little while ago. He's like, "Hey, I totally forgot. I RSVP'd uh, to a friend's party, and they just called um, me and asked to help set up." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then next week he might have to do it on the road because he's going to be driving. So he might. He's like, I, "He's all I can do it, but I'll be on the road." <laughs> he's gonna call in from his car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh that'll be great that's gonna be be insane to hear him get in an accident live (laughs) (laughs) although although that would that would kind of rocket us into the podcast history books now wouldn't it oh we get our names out there first airing of a live car crash (laughs) kind of sponsors would we attract after that (laughs) uh probably progressive (laughs) guest appearance by flow